Hello, and welcome to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about upcoming events, this podcast, and for other resources, visit candygibbs.com. So I want to talk to you about David. Um, tell me everything you know about King David. Who did he fight? What else? What do you know about David? He had, a, he had a slingshot and he fought Goliath. He did. He messed up. He wasn't perfect, just like us. But he still pursued God. He was a king. He was the unlikely choice, and he was young. So we're going to read just a little bit about King David because he's one of my favorites, too. So what happened was we had a king, the very first king of Israel. Do you know who it was? Saul. Saul was the very first king of Israel. And Saul, the Bible says in the beginning, was the most humble guy around. And all of a sudden he wasn't. And he thought he was kind of cool and he was pretty proud of himself. So finally God says, you know what? Saul is not going to be king anymore. I'm going to anoint a new king. And he lives at Jesse's house. So back in those days, there was a prophet, one guy who usually, it was usually one guy at a time who heard God. And at this time, that prophet was Samuel. Same guy that I told you about that heard God calling him when he was a little boy. So Samuel's the prophet. God goes to Samuel and says, Samuel, Saul is no longer my guy to be king. Go to Jesse's house and anoint the new king. And when you get there, I'm going to show you who it is. So Samuel travels to Jesse's house and he says, Hey, I need all your sons. Bring them in here, uh, all your sons. And God's going to anoint one of them king. So in they come. The oldest son, he's big. He's the oldest. He's handsome. He looks super strong. And Samuel thinks, well, it must be him. God says, nope, it's not him. Quit looking at the outside. I don't look at the outside. I see you on the inside. You wait till I tell you which one it is. So son after son after son, here they come. And nope, none of those are it. And then Samuel said to Jesse, the dad, are all of your sons here? And he said, well, there remains yet the youngest, but he's keeping the sheep. So Samuel shows up and he says, bring me all your sons. And the dad brings everybody but one. Because the dad thinks, surely it isn't David. So let's just leave him out there doing what he's doing. And we'll see which one of my sons it is. Have you ever felt left out and like you were not noticed? Like when people are looking for, around for somebody to lead or somebody to, you know, be the guy. They don't look at you. We've all felt like that. And David felt like that. So Samuel says, Jesse, go get him, and we're not even going to sit down until he gets in here. And he sent, and he brought him in, and now David was ruddy, and he had beautiful eyes, and he was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him, for this is he. And then Samuel took the horn of the oil, and he anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord rested on David from that day forward. And the Spirit of the Lord rested on him, and it never left. So do you know what David did next 
right after this, when he gets anointed king, what did he do? Did he pull up to the castle and say, Saul, I'm here, you're out. No, what did he do? He went right back to the sheep. So he goes back out and he's just taking care of the sheep. And some time passes and his brothers go off to war. And his dad says, hey, David, King David, right? Nobody knows this yet. I want you to take these snacks and go check on your brothers and see how they're doing. So up David rolls on the scene where Goliath is saying horrible things about Israel and about God. And here's the whole army and all of his brothers just stand there listening to Goliath talk bad about them, about God, and about Israel. And David is like, what are you doing? Why are we letting this guy act like this? And they're all like, oh, who are you, David? You're nothing but a dumb kid, right? And here's what David knew. I might be just a kid, but the Spirit of God is on me. And he's talking bad about him. And so I'll take care of this. I'm going to go fight him. And so they take David to Saul, who's the king. And Saul has a conversation with David, and he's like, this man has been fighting an army in battle, killing people since before you were born. Are you crazy? Besides the fact he's nine feet tall. And David's like, I have fought a lion, and I have fought a bear, and when they tried to take the sheep, I grabbed that thing by the hair, and I hit him, y'all, a lion, and he let that sheep go. And if God can deliver me from the lion and he can deliver me from the bear, he can deliver me from that giant. And so Saul's like, well, okay. I want you to take my armor. So Saul's a grown man. The Bible says when Saul became king that he stood head and shoulders above everybody else. He's a big guy. David is a kid, teenager. So he says, put on my armor. So David puts it on, big heavy armor all over him. He picks up the shield and he gets the sword. And he's like, I cannot even walk with this on. I cannot go out in this. So he takes it off. And he picks up his slingshot. And he says, I'm just going to go with what I know. And Saul says, may God be with you. Because <laughs> he thinks... In about 15 minutes, we're going to be burying this kid. And David goes out there, and he stands in front of that giant with a slingshot and some rocks, and he says, you're not going to talk about God this way because he is able to overcome lions and bears, and he's going to overcome you today. And who won the fight? David. So what I want you to think about today is why couldn't he wear Saul's armor? Because he was too young. He was too little. It didn't fit him. It didn't fit him. Because Saul's armor wasn't made for David, right? Yeah. And your armor looks different from everybody else's. The calling that God has for your life, the big 
good works that God has prepared in advance for you to do look different than your mom's, look different than your brother's, look different than your friend's. But He has prepared you. And He knows what giants are coming in your life. And I want you to understand, guys, there are giants coming in your life. And you've probably already faced some. And it might look like somebody getting cancer when you didn't expect it. And it might look like all your friends bailing on you and you feeling completely alone. And it might look like not making the team that you wanted to make. And it might look like having to turn down drugs. And God sees all of those giants coming in your future. And so to prepare you for that giant, He brings a bear. Because He knows that you have to defeat this bear. Or you're never going to be ready for that Goliath. And then comes the lion. And I've got to be able to fight that lion and to do it, even though I'm scared, but I know that he lives in me. He's given me the power to do it, and he's given me a weapon to fight with. And I might be scared to death because if I'm doing it by myself, I lose. But if he's helping me do it, we win every time. So then we beat the lion, and we've got to do these steps We've got to spend time in the field taking care of the sheep all by ourselves, learning how to throw a slingshot, learning how to use this sword out there in the field all by myself when it doesn't make any sense at all. I'm just slinging this slingshot. God wants you doing that, spending time in His Word, learning how to use your sword because He knows Goliath is around the corner. And when you stand in front of Goliath, He's going to say, you have everything you need to overcome this because I've taught you. I've taught you how to use your weapon. I've given you your own armor and I saw Goliath coming a long time ago. And I'm not just right here with you. I'm right here in you and I'm going to do it through you. You are called to be a giant slayer. And one thing we talked about last night is we can't keep the giants from showing up. But we can be ready when they do. So there are a couple of steps that we have to take in order to be ready to face the giants that we're going to face in our life. And the very first one is I have to have my own relationship with Jesus and I have to make that decision. So I want you guys to just close your eyes for just a minute and let me say a prayer for you. And God, we just thank you for this time. I thank you for each one of these young men that are here today. And I thank you, God, for the potential that I see in them. I thank you, God, for the incredible power that can be within them as soon as they link arms with you. So God, we invite you, Holy Spirit, right now to just come on each of us in a new way. And we thank you for the work, Holy Spirit, that you have in our lives. And we thank you for the wisdom that you give us and the power that you give us. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would do great things in us and through us for your Son's name, God. We love you, Lord. Thanks for listening to the Candy Gibbs Podcast. For more information and other resources, visit candygibbs.com.